0: Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pata, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. At the top. And uh, we I, I just mentioned earlier... In the last couple of weeks, I said, God wants us to be at the top. And we use the scripture from, we took a scripture from uh, Psalm 113, verse 7 through 9, uh, wherein, I just want to remind you again, where the Bible says, or so the Lord says, He lifts up the poor from the dust, and the needy from the garbage dump, from the garbage dump. I don't know where you are. You might look, it might look like you're you're biting the dust. It might look like you're in the heap of the garbage heap. It might look like your 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 life is worthless. But God says, listen, he is the one that lifts you. God is not the one that places you there. He will take you from there and he will lift you. I want you to get to understand the heart of God. He wants you to lift you from where you are right now. You have not reached your destiny. Do you hear me? I said, you have not reached your destiny. God has a great plan for you and he wants to take you. He wants to lift you up and do what? Place you or set you among princes, among people of repute, people of of caliber, people uh, who are treated as as somebody in the society. He wants to take you there. And then he also says that he will bless the barren woman and make that person a happy mother. Praise God. You know, he wants our lives to be fruitful. This does not apply only to barren women. It applies to any barren person who, who is barren in any particular area. If you can express your need to God. I said, if you can express your need to God. Go with me to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. And this is about Jesus uh, sitting on the, uh, on, and speaking from the, uh, from the mountaintop. Oh God. Oh God. Alright, uh, and he says this, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God, or heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. See, you got to understand that when you approach God, you have to, you have to come with the attitude of, Lord, I need you. I'm poor without you. It doesn't matter how rich you are out there materially or financially, you're still poor in the spirit. You need, you need more of God. You need God to bless you. You need God to lift you up. And God says, when I come with that attitude, he will lift me up to a place of repute. And then he says, I'll make you fruitful. Glory. Remember what I said? When we bear fruit, praise be to God. When we bear fruit, the Father is glorified. So God wants us to bear fruit. He does not want us to live a fruitless, barren life. Look, I'm I'm trying to make you understand the heart of God so you can believe the scripture that promises to set you at the top. Now, go with me to Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, and I'm reading from the NLT version. It says like this. For I know the plans I have for you. Wait a minute. I know the plans I have for you. God has already drawn up plans for your life. He's not just sitting there waiting for you to tell him what he has to do about your life. So you don't try to tell God what he has to do for you. Rather you go to God and say, Lord, reveal to me your plans. See, you don't determine your destiny, you discover your destiny. Because your destiny is already established in God. He knows you. The Bible talks about foreknowledge. He knows the end from the beginning. He has a great plan for you. He says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, whoa, and not for disaster or evil plans. And so that I can give you a future and a hope. He is not somebody that makes a person hopeless. That makes you think there is no more life left over. There's nothing good that can ever happen to me, so I'd rather die. This is the reason why people commit suicide, because they cannot see a bright tomorrow. They cannot see a bright future. They think the, the future is only getting, going to get worse. They're very pessimistic about everything. They look about the things around the world that are happening around the world. They say they compare it to ten years ago, or twenty years ago, and they keep talking about the past. They say, "Whoa, it was so good then. It was so wonderful. We had so much this and we had so much that." And we, you know, and and look at it today, and I, and it's only getting bad. It's only going from bad to worse. And I think in the next ten years it's going to be worse. Well, let me tell you, it can be, it can get even worse. It doesn't matter. In the midst of chaos you can have peace. In the midst of chaos, you can prosper when God is with you. He knows you. Remember, it was His plan for you to be born now. Why were you not born 100 years ago? Because in God's planning, this was the time that you had to come to make an impact on this world. He had planned it out. Even before the foundations of the earth were laid, He planned out that this was the time you must be born so that you can impact your generation and the generation to come. Praise be to God. Nothing happens by accident for people that believe in God. So, although it looks like the future is bleak, although it looks like in the next 10 years, the whole situation and scenario in the world can get worse, there can be more earthquakes, there can be more pandemics, there can be more evil that happens. People are becoming very, you know, uh, demonstrative and, and um, you know, very, and uh, and there's less and less law and order it looks like. Even in the developed countries, leave alone the developing countries, even in the developed countries. And you see, and you say, wow, if it's happening there, what's the future going to be like? Don't fear. Because my God holds the future in His hands. Hallelujah. And He knows that you are to be here And you had to make an impact in this chaotic world. Say amen. He has a plan for you to make a change and make a difference in this world. Say amen. Hallelujah. And his plans are for good and not for evil. So although you're in the midst of a a terrible, uh, you know, thing, uh, you're in the midst of all kinds of terrible things happening, and the days ahead are going to not get better in the sense of the natural world, it doesn't matter. Because in the midst of that, you will see the miraculous hand of God covering you, protecting you, and providing for you. Hallelujah. In the the wilderness where there were, the Bible says, the wild animals, scorpions, snakes, venomous snakes were out there. Not one of them died. In the midst of the wilderness, the desert, they were all protected from the heat of the day. And they were protected from the cold of the night. And when they were all Asked to stop and camp in a particular place. There was no water. And they wondered how many. See, these millions of people, they need water to survive. And they're wondering, what's going to happen? It's chaotic. It's impossible. We can't survive another day without water. And there is no water in the the vicinity anywhere. There's no stream. There's no oasis. There is no, no river. Nothing. And it doesn't look like it's going to rain. So what are we supposed to do? God has already planned it out. Hallelujah. God had already planned it out. So when they cried out, God said, Moses, take your stick. Walk out of the camp and strike that rock. Rock? Yeah. Because my God is a miracle worker. The rock began to spout water out. And you know, it's not just a trickle, not a few drops, not a glass of water. It was so huge. The ri- a river had to flow to provide for water for the millions of people. And the millions of cattle that they had. And the millions of clothes they had to wash. And the millions of meals they had to cook. Wow, it had to be not just a, li- a small pond or a s- little a little uh, uh, stream. It had to be kind of a river. Hallelujah. Be encouraged. God is with us. See, many times we're in the when you are in a chaotic situation, we seem to lose the the awareness of His presence. But if you can learn to connect with God in the chaotic situation, that's when you can cause, or you can you can connect and tap into the kingdom of God and experience a miracle in your life. Say Amen in the midst of a storm when they were they said we're about to die Jesus Jesus stood up he was connected in the midst of a chaotic situation he was connected he said from up there he spoke he said peace be still in chaos he established peace let me tell you he did not do that as a son of God I'm sorry as God I'm sorry, I did not say son of God. I, I, he did not do that as God. He did it as a man without sin led by the Holy Spirit. And that's why he expects, us, he expects us to do the same. That's why he said, where is your faith? Why was he asking that question? Because he expected them to do that. And that's what he wants the church to do today. In the chaotic situation, not to side with the world and talk like the world and look for an answer in the world. But he wants us to take a stand and say, hey, I'm here by God's appointment at this time and this hour in this world. And in this chaotic situation, God, hallelujah, from heaven will provide an answer and you speak peace into that situation. That's why God has left you here. That's why God has you here. He wants you to know he has a plan for you. Say amen. His plans are for good and not for evil. His plans are for good and not for disaster. No. No. This pandemic cannot touch you. This pandemic cannot hurt you. This evil COVID-19 cannot kill you. Come on. Say that. Connect with God and speak the word only. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Now, let's go to Isaiah chapter 48 verse 17. Isaiah 48 verse 17 says, This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Who's saying this? The Lord. Okay. What's he saying? I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you and who directs you in the way you should go. Praise be to God. Look, he's saying... They're saying, listen to me, son, listen to me, daughter. I'm explaining to you my role because I've already planned out everything for you, right? My plans have already been drawn out. It's like this the architect draws the plans for the house, how the house or the building has to be built. Now, all the engineer and the workers and the contractors have to do is follow that plan. And when they start, it may look like nothing close to it. By the time they finish, it will be an exact replica of what the architect drew. Hallelujah. God is the architect. He has already drawn the plans He's for your future. He has it all set. And now he says, I am the Lord your God who will who teaches you what is best for you. I have in my heart a path that I've already established for you and I will teach you to walk in that path and I will direct you in the way you should go and I'm I, I'm, I'm trying to share with you uh, and make you understand the heartbeat of God the heart of God is to make to lead you to, to 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 teach you what is best for you and to lead you in the way that you should go I want to read from the um, from the King James version which I like very much he says the, the Holy One of Israel says this I am the Lord thy God which teacheth thee to profit I don't think anybody, out there does not want profit. Everyone wants, of a, wants and desires profit, blessing, increase, every one of us. God put that desire in our heart. The only thing is don't go after it in, de- in, de- in deceptive ways and uh, through compromise and through illegal illicit ways. Desiring profit is not wrong at all. Desiring to be successful is not wrong at all. But let God do that. He says, I will teach you. Hallelujah. God says, I will teach you to profit. And I looked up the word profit. And it says, to gain, to benefit. To gain and to benefit and to profit. Say amen. All right. He says, and who leadeth thee by the way that you should go. Hey, there is a way that God has already paid for you. <claps> Hallelujah to Jesus. There is a way that God has already established for your life. That's why I said, don't try to determine your destiny, but discover your destiny. There is a way that God wants to put you, take you through, and and when you walk on that path in total submission to God, in total surrender to God, God will lead you on that path where you will profit. You won't lose, but you will profit it may be a hard road sometimes because it's through through that when you're walking through that path is when you will be trained to to build your life and character to be able to handle what God has prepared for you praise God listen when you take the children of Israel they were slaves and they were going to become rulers in the promised land Now why did God have to take them through the wilderness for 40 years rather than take them through the shortcut road which would have only taken 11 days? Because God was more interested in their character development than just giving them the gift of the land because if he gave them the gift without their character being developed and their mindset being renewed, they would go there and end up slaves again to somebody else. So Through, as he was leading through the wilderness, he was teaching them several things. One of the things he was teaching them was, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And they said, there is no water, there is no food. One word from God produced the food. One word from God produced the water. He was saying, listen. Don't rely on man, rely on my word. Hallelujah. My word is what will give you the breakthrough. My word will make you rulers. My word will be able to prepare you to handle the abundance I've already set aside for you. He said, you've got to walk through this path. This is not going to be an enjoyable journey. Hallelujah. That is what is called process. If you were listening to the Awakening Conference, I think Stephen and Deborah talked a lot about this. The process is so important because it's in the process, hallelujah, your character is developed, you're, you're mature and you're developed to the place where you can now handle what God has prepared for you and what God has set aside for you. Because if, you, if that comes to you too quickly, you'll be crushed and you'll destroy everything. Say amen. God wants you to profit, but before you can profit, you will go through this road. You will go through this path. He said, I will teach you to profit and lead you in the way that you should go. Say amen. And so I'm re- I'm really trying to impress upon you the heart of God. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to, uh, to profit. God wants to lift you up from where you are right now and take you to the top. And remember, don't forget, it's not your own effort. It's not in your own strength. The Lord said, not by might, not by power but by, by my spirit so it is God who will elevate you it's God that elevates say amen say amen God is the one that will elevate you be patient don't try to uh, to accelerate in your own strength don't try to achieve it in your own ability because many times when we do that we short-circuit what God is trying to do in our lives and we destroy that You know, uh, sometimes if you, if you, if you see a egg being hatched and they say as the chick is coming out of the egg, it is struggling to spread its wings and, and, uh, you know, and, and get, and, and it's really working hard and out of sympathy. You might break the egg to let it go. You know what you've done? You've destroyed the strength in the wings. It's in the process of working hard and going through that process of breaking the shell and coming out. The wings are strengthened. Hallelujah. Nobody likes the pain. Nobody likes the process. But if you rebel against the pain in the process, you may never enjoy the product. Because you will not be able to handle the product. You'll be an onlooker of the product, but never somebody that participates and enjoys the product. So be careful. God is not against you. God is not trying to punish you. God is not trying to delay anything. He's only developing something. Say amen. And at the end, remember, deep down in your heart, let this be established. God wants me at the top. God, say this with me. God wants me at the top. Number two, say this with me. God wants to elevate me. Hallelujah. God desires to elevate me. Are you with me, everybody? Say amen. All right. But you see, so he says, I want you to profit and I, you know, I I will teach you to profit. Wait a minute. He cannot teach if you're not teachable. The Bible says, the Holy Spirit God, Jesus said this. When he comes, he will lead you and teach you all things and lead you into all truth. So if I don't have a deep intimate relationship and know the Holy Spirit God, I would be finding it very difficult to be taught of the Lord. So I need to take utmost care in developing my spirit man to be in a place where I can pick up what God is saying where I can listen to his voice, where I can take decisions regarding my life based on, not reason, but the leading of the Spirit. You got, this, this is a, that's why I said, this is, a, this is a relational walk. This is not a religious walk. You know, you observe many people, or most Christians, they decide as to what they want to do, and now they come to the pastor and say, Pastor, pray that this will happen, and God will bless me in this. Well, I can pray, but I don't know if that is right. But if you said, I prayed, and I really believe God is saying that this is what I need to do, can you pray, Pastor? We can certainly agree and pray that God's blessing will manifest upon your life. So, I need us to become, listen to me carefully, we need to become a people that are surrendered to God and surrendered to the Holy Spirit, to his leading and guidance. Knowing this, it will always be the best plan for our life because God is the one that has planned out everything. Say amen. All right. Look at what he says in verse 18. And this is where my heart was really moved because God is lamenting on the fact. He was saying, hey, I desire for your prophet. I want to teach you. I want to lead you. I want to guide you. But he says this, but... Oh, sorry, verse 18. If only you had paid attention to my commands, that means if only you had heard me and did what I told you to do, your peace would have been like a river. You're living in turmoil. You're living with great heartache. You're living in the midst of a storm. There is no peace. But you know what? why? It's not because of the devil. It's because you didn't hear me. You didn't keep my commandments. You didn't do what I was telling you to do. Now you're blaming the devil. You're not taking responsibility and saying, Lord, I'm sorry. You're saying, the devil did this, Lord. That person did this, Lord. This person is the reason for this. You're blaming others, but you're not looking at yourself. But God is saying, listen, if you'd only paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river. Your well-being like the waves of the seas. You're even blessed. If only you heard my voice. If only you did what I told you to do, you would have enjoyed peace that passeth understanding. Glory to be God. Verse 19. Your descendants would have been like the sand. That means you've been multiplied. You've been, you would have increased. And your children like its numberless uh, grains. And their name would never be blotted out nor destroyed before me. He says, you would have been exceeding fruitful and uh, your enemy could not, have, could not have destroyed your children or blotted you out. enemy could not have touched you. You know. If, I, if somebody is living in rebellion or disobeying the command of God, they know what God said to them, but they don't want to do it. And when opposition comes, you try to bind the devil, you try to cast the devil, you try to curse the devil. You think it's going to go? No way. <laughs> because, first of all, it's not the devil, it's your rebellion or disobedience that has opened the, opened the door for the enemy to have power over your situation and cause havoc for you but when you walk in obedience God says this would never happen because the door would have been shut for the enemy even if he tried to walk in and try to destroy or try to create havoc he could not have done because your obedience would have been the door that would have shut the entrance to the enemy say amen hallelujah okay So this is what I want to say. It was their disobedience that resulted in them being harassed and taken captive by the enemy. It was their disobedience. God desires that we walk in obedience. God desires that you and I walk in obedience. Say amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.